Welcome to TMI, a podcast by Henry Ford Allegiance Health. Well, today we have another fun show and we have Jen in the studio here with me. Jen, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Dave? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Um, we've got a pretty cool topic to talk about today, we don't do. we? do. I'm super excited. Can you tell us a little bit about what we're going to be talking about? Yes. So today we've got Dr. Kate Viola um, from our dermatology practice here. And we're going to just kind of ask her some questions that we're kind of all wondering about and kind of let her share some of her expertise with us. So hi, Dr. Viola. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Welcome to the podcast. This is kind of a little informal. I like it here. The show, it kind of started like... The people in this marketing department here, we kind of were all on this quest to become more healthy and find out more about health things. So like, then we found out, oh, we can talk to so many different doctors. It's like the best opportunity to do something like this. So mm-hmm. that's terrific. We bring in the smartest people we have well, to thank talk you. about topics we're interested in. So thanks for coming. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure. One thing we want to talk about though is that this is just information. If you need specific medical advice, please consult your own doctor or physician for more information. Yeah, could you um, maybe give a little bit about who you are and all the fun things you do? Sure. I'm Dr. Kate Viola, and I am a board-certified dermatologist here at Henry Ford. We started our practice two years ago, so I've been here for two years. Um, I did my residency and training in New York, in New York City, and... um, I also have a master's in health sciences research from Yale. So I've done a lot of research in my past. I'm very passionate about translational dermatology, meaning um, the research to practice um, in a way that really um, uh, promotes good health through research. So um, the, the medicine that we prescribe, the um, recommendations that we give, for me, I base on the research and the data that is out there. I think that's a really, really good and important way to practice. Awesome. It yields the best results for sure. Great. Yeah, I hear a lot of great things from people um, in the community. Um, but what are some of the most common reasons that a patient um, would come and see you? Sure. So it's interesting. I have found that it's very seasonal. So. Oh. For example, in the summertime, people are wearing less clothing, right? Mm -hmm. So they start to notice little bumps and lumps and uh, obviously the big contact dermatitis or poison Mm -hmm. ivy, poison oak, poison sumac, and other weird plant stuff going on. That was me. Is that you? (laughs) Did you have that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that is really uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word. (laughs) Um, So... In the summertime, I do a lot of full skin exams, I've noticed, and certain skin diseases can flare. We have a lot of viral rashes that kind of poke their ugly heads as well in the summertime. Um, So I think it's interesting, and more in the wintertime, I see a lot more dry skin, Mm -hmm. eczema, Mm -hmm. um, summer also, the sun, um, and warmer weather can make psoriasis better. So a lot of my patients in the wintertime with psoriasis, um, you know, they're they're coming back full steam, gotcha. full of, uh, you know, lots of questions and concerns and flares of their psoriasis. So I think um, I see a lot more chronic disease in the in the wintertime. Um, summertime, a lot of a lot of skin checks, a lot of skin cancer findings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So 
would I need to see a dermatologist if I don't have a skin condition that's actually bothering me right now? That, that's actually a really good question, Jen. So um, the American Academy of Dermatology recommends um, a screening total body skin exam um, and really advocates for self-exams. This is kind of our um, mothership or um, body that we practice under where I'm board is certified through. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as American Cancer Society, they recommend regular skin exams. And so regular skin exams for whom? I mean, that's really the question you're asking. So anyone who has an increased risk of skin cancer, um, if they have decreased immunity, if they have other comorbidities, cancers usually come to us as well, Mm -hmm. referred by their primary care oncologist. Mm -hmm. Um, A history of personal or family skin cancer is really big. A lot of patients who are fair, um, blonde hair, um, blue eyes, green eyes, um, redheads, um, they burn easier in the sun, like a little bit like two people I'm looking at right now, I think. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I see a little red in your beard there. Yes, and I have a little tiny son. My son is so little and he's red and he just gets so red uh, in the sun. Yeah, yeah. So we so I'm, I, we'll talk about that. Them. You better. Yeah. <laughs> so when you talk about the full skin exam, so this came up personally in me and my husband's conversation not too long ago. He's been recommended to have a full mm-hmm. full body check, but he's a little nervous about that. Mm-hmm. And obviously you're a professional, you know, it's no big deal for you, but can you just kind of explain? Sure. How? What do you do in the skin exam? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think for most patients, what is daunting is that um, you have to take your clothes off for something, you right. know, and obviously for a lot of patients, it's the first time they're meeting me. So that mm-hmm. in itself can be daunting. Sure. Um, the full skin exam entails looking at, we as dermatologists focus on obviously the skin, but on the hair and nails as well. Okay. So I do a full skin exam, I always say from tip to toe, um, starting with the scalp, the hair, um, we look at the eyes, um, in in the mouth um, and all of the skin on your body. Okay. And actually, most people will say afterwards, "Wow, that wasn't so bad at all. I right. thought it was going to be more um, invasive, for lack of a better sure. word, right?" <laughs> but it, it's it's really not. Um, and. The good thing, too, about going to the dermatologist is that, um, especially at Henry Ford, you'll always see the same practitioner. Mm-hmm. So um, we really get to know your bodies as well as you getting to know your bodies. And um, we teach you things to look for and things to be concerned about and things to say, you know what, that's good. That's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds like a great thing to get into. Is there like a specific age that you need to start doing this or is it just kind of something different well um, as I said before the American Cancer Society recommends 20 years and up Mm -hmm. Um, I like all adults to have a full body skin exam yearly Mm -hmm. um, as per AAD I do have children that I give uh, skin exams to Mm -hmm. and those are always uh, where the parents have a history maybe of melanoma or many skin Mm -hmm. cancers kids who are very fair kids who are moly so a lot of families where there's just a lot of moles that run in their families <laughs> yeah. um, and their moms and dads are concerned or they think that something's changing on their skin on their children's skin mm-hmm. so I mean I've I've examined kids who are you know one two years old even wow. um, sometimes children will have or babies will even be referred to me with one lesion of concern okay. um, and what we'll do is we'll um, examine it and it, follow it closely we'll monitor it we'll take photos of it it'll be in their medical record and we follow it closely over time just to make sure there are no um, changes and then it's growing appropriately with with the child or baby hmm. great 
Uh, so what's the number one thing that we can do to try to prevent skin cancer? The number mm. one thing you can do is sunscreen and staying out of the sun. Gotcha. Now, I know, I have to say, and we've talked about this before, um, the three of us, but, um, you know, sun... In, in Michigan, obviously, with this very cold, dreary winter, people love the sun in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And you can really enjoy it. But wearing sunscreen is so critical here. So reapplying every two hours. I have people come to my office, and they're very, very tan. And they say, oh, but Dr. V, I'm putting on my sunscreen. But they're not putting it on every two hours. Okay. So that's really, really important. And sun protection hats mm-hmm. are phenomenal. Sun protective mm-hmm. clothing, those are very, very popular now the sun protective clothing is fantastic and you can buy it at any price point i've seen it at jc penny and then i've seen it at like rei and patagonia and all those other more fancy you know outdoorsy shops so you can you can find this um at any price point and in many ranges that that's the same thing goes for sunscreen so we see sunscreen that's inexpensive and we see sunscreen that's really pricey Mm -hmm. um for sunscreen, the bottom line is ingredients. So remember, the zinc and titanium as active ingredients are the best. Okay. Um, and you can have a price point like a Neutrogena Aveeno, mm-hmm. where it's $8, come in and we'll give you a coupon and bring it down to 6 Or you can have the, the fancier versions um, that work just as well and are fantastic too um, that maybe you have a little tint in them and um, give you a little bit more color. Um, but the, the most important thing to prevent skin cancer is protection, mm-hmm. protection against sun damage, which will ultimately lead to those types of cancers. Gotcha. And to do a full body skin exam yearly and to check yourselves regularly. Um, many studies have shown that spouses or significant others actually are the people who are responsible for getting their, you know, <laughs> their husband or wife yeah. or boyfriend or girlfriend into into the dermatologist and ultimately and many, many times maybe saving their lives. Right. Sure, yep. absolutely. Yeah, so, and I'm sure protecting your skin like that can help it look better over time as well. Um, what is the number one tip you have for maybe making your skin look younger? Well, bottom line is, and I'm going back to that sunscreen because any oh. dermatologist <laughs> will tell you, wow. if you start wearing sunscreen early on in life, and you stay away from the tanning beds, and mm-hmm. you're you're you can be in the sun, but you're you're really reapplying every two hours. And even, and this is something that needs to be done 365 days a year. You can find a really nice moisturizer with an SPF of 30 that you can wear in the dead of winter here, mm-hmm. because UVA rays right. yep. go through car windows, yeah. um, and that's the that's the thing. Even um, you know, sun can reflect off of snow. Um, people don't realize mm-hmm. that, but it's so important because also this is, becomes a learned behavior. Right. So if we learn to, you know, put on that sunscreen every morning and we find one that has a moisturizer that we really like, you're going to keep mm-hmm. doing it. It's going to be a repetitive behavior. And then your children are going to see you doing that and you're mm-hmm. going to be doing that for your children. And then this is something that's going to just be a normal component of your life, like brushing your teeth. Yeah. Um, that right. is that is the number one thing that you can do to... Um, you know, to age gracefully, honestly, mm-hmm. and prevent skin cancer. Right. Now, I will say there was um, a very large study a few years ago, looked at 155,000 women. Um, and they worked with the company 23andMe that does genetic testing. Oh, yeah. And they wanted to see who were the best anti-agers, like who aged the best. Hmm. And the women that aged the best, there were four key components to it. Number one was sunscreen. Wow. Um, for an early age, they were wearing sunscreen in their 20s. Mm-hmm. They just kept reapplying. They were very good at staying out of the sun or wearing sunscreen. 
two was the genetic component. So mm-hmm. 10% of the population had the good genes or what they call mm-hmm. the younger genes. So they just, their mm-hmm. skin, you know, their mom looked great, their dad looked great. They just had really good skin. Yeah. Sure. And, you know, we're all jealous of those people. <laughs> right. It's amazing <laughs> when you see that. And I see women who walk into my office who are 80, 90 years old and they have skin of like a 60-year-old. It's it's abs- And men, it's absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing uh, was moisture. So just... Good moisturizers, hmm. um, moisturizing your skin on a regular basis, eating well, drinking lots of water. Hmm. And then the fourth thing which I found the most interesting was patients who had a positive attitude towards themselves were 30% more likely to have younger looking skin. I mean, really? that's incredible. Huh. So that made, makes you think about like inside out kind of, yeah. you know, um, thought, you know, like that really how you feel about yourself is yeah. actually projected on the outside as well. So positive attitude, positive outlook on life and feeling good about yourself um, really does truly make a difference yeah, in this study. Yeah, a long way. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. That is. That, and I could see, I mean, that's such an interesting idea and like this whole field of dermatology is super interesting. What are some of the things that excite you the most about derm- dermatology and what you do? Well, this is, the past 10 years have been amazing for the dermatology field and I'll tell you why because there has been a really huge amount of research that has come out of um, dermatology researchers um, particularly in the field of chronic disease Um, so when you look at um, skin um, sorry psoriasis Mm -hmm. um, eczema or atopic dermatitis vitiligo and even hair loss there have Mm -hmm. been really amazing drugs that have come from these studies and are now, um, you know, have gone through the FDA and I can prescribe to my patients. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, um, one of the best uh, things in psoriasis is that re- researchers have found specific proteins, actually, um, that are part of immune pathways. So, in psoriasis, you have a lot of inflammation mm-hmm. and the inflammation is giving you those red, terrible yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and somewhat painful plaques. Um, and so research have, researchers have found that these specific proteins in the immune pathways, if you block them, they actually can stop this whole process. Mm. Um, as well as in psoriasis, inflammation, studies now have shown that it's been linked to a whole bunch of other different um, comorbidities, meaning other um, problems, medical problems, yeah. um, inflammatory bowel disease, um, hypertension, heart problems. So these medications, um, they're called biologics and they're injectables. Um, If they are injected into the skin, they can actually help inside out as well Mm. and maybe over time help with that you know, heart disease or prevention of the heart disease which is caused from inflammation. So in my opinion, anybody who's walking around with, uh, you know, full-blown plaque psoriasis should not be in this day and age when we have such incredible medication where they can clear body surface area 90%, 100% now. It's incredible. So that's been a huge major breakthrough. And then the other thing I think is just another wonderful thing in dermatology is there's been such public awareness campaigns on skin cancer and and skin cancer prevention. You have everyone... Um, really kind of rallying around it. It's not cool to be burnt anymore, you know, yep. to be mm-hmm. to be so tan and so dark anymore. Right. You can get that out of a bottle. You can get that out of a, a spray tan. Yep. Um, you have, you know, celebrities. I mean, look at John McCain. Look at, um, right. you know, from John McCain to uh, Khloe Kardashian. Right. And like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> These are people who are coming out and saying, 
you got to wear sunscreen. Right. You know, look what's happening to me. And a lot of people follow these celebrities now. So I think it's a really good thing that people are getting more involved. And you you have companies like Neutrogena um, having Jennifer Gardner sponsor, yes. you know, you know, doing these ad campaigns saying, I don't go out without my sunscreen. And so mm-hmm. young people follow that. And I think that's right. really, really good. Um, and you it's know. amazing that like you can get two things in one most of the time with the sunscreen and the moisturizer. Yes. And it's just... Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's just interesting to me too, just to see the change. So, like when I was in my twenties, I was in the tanning beds constantly, and that's what everybody did. And it was who can have the darkest tan. And then now, it's so different. There's so much public awareness, and you're Mm -hmm. so right. They're doing a good job because I am scared to death of a tanning bed now. I'm glad, Jen. I'm really glad about that. I may have instilled that fear in you too. You did. You definitely (laughs) did. Yeah, and that's and that's just really, really, just to reiterate with the tanning beds, um, you know, um, there's such an increased risk of melanoma. And melanoma, mm-hmm. you know, one person dies every hour of, wow. of a melanoma. So, and also I know, I think in Michigan it's a cultural thing. Coming from New York, nobody was in a tanning bed. They all wow. did the spray tans. But here, you know, I think there's there's a cultural component where moms do it with their daughters. It's kind of like a bonding thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you go there, I, I really tell moms and daughters, just do the spray tan. Right. You know, um, because you're really gonna you're gonna save your skin. You're gonna save your lives ultimately. And you know what? Nobody likes leathery skin, old leathery skin. And I see that a lot. I'll see like a 40 year old come in and she looks like she's 60 years old, and she right. always tells me, "Oh, I've been using the tanning bed." And you know, and that's hard. That's difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, I know we have a lot of other things we could talk about, and so many different cosmetic treatments and all that stuff, but. I think that's about time for today, and we can come back and talk more about specific treatments in another podcast. Sure, just that like exactly great. what we can do. Where yeah. can people find out more information about you or come visit? Oh, um, we we do have a website, Henry Ford Allegiance Dermatology. Just Google us, and you'll find us. Nice. Yep. Um, and the other wonderful um, resource is the American Academy of Dermatology, AAD.org. They have a whole patient, um, wonderful patient guidelines great resources there Mm -hmm. Um, if you ever have any questions or concerns you can always stop by our office um, and come you know come and make an appointment Um, your office is amazing oh thank you beautiful thank you we love it we love it and we actually are having a new dermatologist join us in the fall so we're super excited about that too awesome she's um, lovely inside and out and she um Yes, she's coming um, in the beginning of October. Great. That's how busy we've become. Yeah, (laughs) in two short years. That's crazy. We'll have to have her on here as well. Yes, she's lovely. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, If you're listening to this show and you want more episodes, you can find us online. Find us on the website, henryfordallegiance.com slash podcast. And we'll have all the episodes on there as they come out. We're trying to get one every other week or so. So uh, if you have questions, find us on Facebook. Uh, Drop us a line there and we can ask some questions in future episodes. So thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you all so much. Have a good rest of the summer and wear your sunscreen.